All right, all right. What is happening, everybody? Look who pulled up right on time. Yes, sir. That ain't even CP time. That boy say right on time. <laughs> so, as you can see, like we told y'all, right we're coming time. back like we never left. We here with it. We back on it. We got the From the Sidelines Chronicles. We got a very, very special guest in the building. If you be tuning in live on Mondays on Basket to Basket, you hear this man, you see this man, you agree with this man, you disagree, you laugh, whatever the case might be. And not to mention, happy belated birthday, my brother, big homie, boo what's the business, man? Man, appreciate y'all, man. You already know, man. I had to make my debut on the on the on one of the growing shows on our podcast, man. Y- y'all doing great work over here. And as as I tell y'all always, let's keep grinding, man. Let's just keep grinding. That's it, man. This, this over here, man, Mr. Booab, this may, this may as well be the Kawhi Leonard of the group, the quiet storm. You know, when he speaks, he speaks volumes. So if you ain't listening, you might want to pay attention today because, boy, this curtain finna get pulled all the way back today. DJ Michael B., what the business, baby? Man, look, I didn't even see the text message. I just knew it was starting at 8. I was in the kitchen frying fish for the first time, bro. <laughs> I was like, I grabbed the phone. I was like, oh, crap, it's 7.55. Let me quit this. And it was in the middle of going live. I said, well, right on time, huh? Well, shit, you ain't got no fish grease on your face, so you must have done something right. Well. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. So let's do what we came to do. We came to have another one of these beautiful From the Sidelines Chronicles. So, Mr. Booab, would you do us a favor Tell the world who you are, where you from. Man, y'all already know, man. It's WAP, man. I'm from Chicago, born and raised. Uh, as y'all said, birthday was yesterday, 34 years old. Uh, and I'm a, I'm a basketball dude, man. I love sports in general, but I'm definitely a basketball guy. And, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, me personally, when it comes to sports in general, I just like to bring objectivity. I just like to see it from all angles, then come to a conclusion. I can see it literally from all angles, but at the same time, be simple with it too. Come to that conclusion and not be complex about it. And, and but I'd have done my research once I give you that conclusion. I'd have done my homework, so it ain't. So again, it's it's just just who I am. I've been like I said, I've been doing these tick. I started on TikTok early 2021 or late 2021, and uh, just been been grinding, man. Been talking to a lot of different podcasters and things of that nature. I actually um uh, I do another podcast as well from the US the world is yours podcast and you know them i'm some good guys over there as well different content but they in tune with the show as well they support me over here so it's just a just a brotherhood all the way around you know i'm i'm, I'm i tiktok i met a lot of good people safe to say you know okay not too bad um so how did you get started in the world of podcasting? I know you say you was on TikTok, but what what drew your interest? Like, what made you want to just be like, you know, I, I I can do this podcasting thing. Like, how do I get in this thing? Um, I would I would say honestly, I I really never really thought about doing the podcast thing like that. Um, truly, 
it was just brought to me. You know, people just like, man, we want to hear you. You know, you talk your talk, and we just want to hear you on our pod. So, and I and I definitely could talk. So it was just like, fuck it. You know, I'm I'm with it. <laughs> you know, so it, it was more so like um, meeting the right people. I would say like that 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 kind of been supporting me from TikTok. Then of course meeting up with Troy. You know, it's just day one. You know, he just man, that's my brother. You know, and we've been rocking. So it's just like, and I seen where he was, what he was about with the pod, and what he was trying to go. And I'm just like, yeah, this this is something I can 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 vibe with. You know, like they they basically starting on the first floor, and that's where I want to be. I want to see the thing rise. I don't want to be somewhere because I could have join a, another podcast or whatever that had a strong following but that it just didn't seem as legit or it, I didn't I didn't feel like I had a real place there so I'm I'm happy at, for the decisions that I made you know and I'm I'm glad I'm grateful it's been a year almost a year and a, three months now so just a grateful feeling on both pods actually you know I really I roughly started both pods around the same time and I do I'm committed to both, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, it's different content on, on that podcast as far as sports, <laughs> Troy, my boy. boy. But no doubt, like, it, it's just what it was, man. It's, it's just a brotherhood, and 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 it just felt right. I just, that's the, that's the simple way I could put it. It just felt right. It felt like the right thing to do. So it sounded like the three of us came from a similar a similar concept, if you will, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that's you know saying my my day one is sitting right up there in that corner. You know, me me and him been talking pod life forever, and then you know we finally did it, and then not not too different from you. You know, all of a sudden you know we got you know a, the the determining factor in this whole thing. You know, Troy, Troy comes in the, into the fold. So so what's what's your story? How did you and how did you and Troy get linked up to get you to where you are now? Uh, we met on Players Choice. Okay, met on Players Choice. We was um. Uh doing the episode together and uh he just after that episode just reached out to me like bro i want you on the pod i, I love your, your your swag and and it was just like say less like next two days i think it was i jumped on the pod and right after that episode he asked me to be a full-time guest and here we are it just done matured into what it is so like yeah, it, it it was uh again it was just two like-minded individuals coming together and uh fabbing out, you know. Uh, you got you got that man tearing up a little bit. That's what it's about, man. Shout out to Goat and Troy, man. We'll see y'all in the chat, man. Just just kind of dropping this on y'all, man. Like this here's the unique thing about this beautiful from the sidelines family, man. Most of us have never met live and in person. But you can't tell from the content that we put out. You can't tell from the from basket to basket. You can't tell. Obviously, gentlemen's talks a little different because me and Mike could go back like four flats on a good old six four caddy. So it's a little different for us. But you know, just like you know, same concept with player versus team when we're inside the huddle, man. Like you just you see us, but most of us have never actually truly met in person. Not yet. Coming soon. Not yet. Don't don't you worry. Very soon. soon. What up, my baby? What business is, baby? What's good, family? So that that's the beauty of. When you bring like-minded people together, this is what you get. 
And I want to touch on something that, that Boop said that just literally hit exactly what I said that, that, that he said that we've all thought about. And it's like we all wanted to kind of come into something that was on the ground floor. We didn't want to jump into something that was already established because you you will miss out on a key part of the grind. If you jump well, into something that's already established. Well, say, say it for what it is. You're going to end up feeling like Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. I like that. I like that. Hey man, we trying to we we trying to be built. We trying to be built like the heat culture around here. You know what I'm saying? We we all about the grind around here. That boy goat say, I'm gonna see, I'm gonna see GQ soon. Yeah, that boy gonna be up, he's gonna be up there in D Town next month. No, August. Yep. So we got a we got a we got a, a future day trip in our on our hands, uh, uh Micro. Yes, sir. I don't know, depending on how he acting, you know, we might have to might have to rough him up, scuff him up a little bit. Well, I think some people would appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so um we kind of got that that kind of line there. Now I kind of want to get into in, into you, your life story, your your upbringing. You know, tell kind of kind of peel that curtain back. Tell us about my young young Boop that grew into the the now thirty four year old you know man that he is now. Well, uh, I mean, uh, my mama's only baby, you know, so I pretty much raised as the only child. That's why brotherhood is kind of important to me because, I mean, although I do have other siblings, I wouldn't say we are the closest due to age whatever may be the case but i mean we're just not as close as i would like us to be so that's why i value brotherhood and things of that nature because i i just was envious of it because i got cousins obviously they got brothers and stuff i used to always be like dang i'm finna go home by myself and everybody else got they a brother or they sister or something like that and it's just like man I used to always tell my mom, like, Mom, why you don't have another baby? Like, Jesus, I'm tired of being the only child. Like, you know, <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but it, it, it's perks to still being the only child. Obviously, I was spoiled riding. I had a great childhood for the most part. I, I think I'm one of the only few kids that can say they got a PS2 and a Xbox and a GameCube in one Christmas, like damn, <laughs> damn. that's crazy. Yeah, you might be yeah. the only one that say that. Look, that's not living the American dream. That's living the Black American dream, right there. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I, I definitely had some perks growing up for sure. Uh, shout out to my OG. She's still a an amazing woman. Did a a good job raising me, and yeah, uh, I. Like I said, born and raised in Chicago, you know, and it's it's Chicago, man. Chicago is a is a great city, despite what the media portrays about it. But it's a great city, great great vibes, great food for sure. Uh, a little high on the taxes, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a great town to, to still. I would I would say still to live in for sure. And uh, me personally. It's who it's 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 what made me. The city made me for sure. Okay. So with you being from Chicago, you know, you, you kind of touched on the on something I wanted to just kind of get pick your brain on. You talked about the food. What what's the what's the go to food for somebody that ain't never been to Chicago? Like what's the one thing you would introduce somebody to from the shot like that? Um <laughs> Mobby's crazy. He said, I never wanted a brother. <laughs> Um, if I would say we got good pizza for sure, great pizza. Um, yeah, I would I would probably have to say pizza. 
we 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 got good bar pizza that 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 real thin crust type of pizza you know what i'm saying that it's kind of it's, it's it's like slightly burnt to perfection you know what i mean if you if you know what i mean it's right it's it's and then we also known we, we're technically known for the deep dish but we got good thin crust pizza too like it's is is that's that's why I would probably recommend somebody getting some pizza for sure. But like I said, whatever you really want out here though, you can find though. Like it's it's literally endless of, of amounts of food you can get, like twenty four hours type of spots where this dude here, jerk, man. jerk chicken tacos and that's another thing, jerk food. We got good jerk food here too. Hmm. I would have never guessed that because I don't know no Caribbean people in Chicago. Oh, yeah, boy, that boy, Bobby said New York pizza is the best for him. I was like, well, your goat goat said D- Detroit pizza over uh, Chicago, Chicago pizza. That's I've, always I've been a that. debate, though. That's always I've been a debate. Heard. It is. It, it definitely has. New York is definitely. A, I've, I've never been to New York, but I definitely heard that their pizza and their hot dogs is. Yeah, now nah, they. Yeah, New York pizza. New York pizza is good. Uh, Mario's, Mario's fire, yeah, dog. Hey, that's, look, if you know, you know about Mario's, dog. Like that's that's some that's some good shit right there. I wish I could. Yeah. I wish I could brag about the pizza in Texas, but if you come to Texas, look, it's you, all about the barbecue. It's all about the Cajun <laughs> food. It's about the Mexican food. It's about the Tex-Mex around here. But one thing I will say to brag about what we got down here is like we literally got everything from every culture that exists. We got African food, we got the island food. You want German food, we got you. We got the Italian food, like we we got it all. So you can try whatever the hell you want. We good. Our Indian food is is a one around here. Notch. Hey, look, that boy said, look, not Houston's fried crocodile. You got to go next door to the boot, man. You got to get that from Louisiana, man. If you gonna get that fried, that fried. Have you had the uh? Man, I forgot the name of the restaurant. There's one in Anahuac. It's yeah, fire, bro. Oh no, yep. I, yes, you know that's one of my areas I work in. You know I don't been out there more times than the average bell. Hey, boo. Well, let me ask you a question. Like we eat, like we from the south, so like we do, we eat gator, and I don't really eat squirrel, but a lot of people eat squirrel and duck. What kind of, what kind of would you say is like weird food to outsiders that's not from Chicago? Hmm. Weird food, like you mean like in Chicago that people probably don't eat. Like yeah, well, I mean, it's like it's like some people outside of Chicago probably don't eat, but y'all eat it. <sighs> Here in the South, mm. we do gator, and when I tell people we eat gator, people look at me like I'm crazy. Shit, gator, rabbit, quail. Uh, well, I, I I I didn't I ain't never had gator, but I didn't definitely had some rabbit. I got family in Mississippi, so I didn't definitely had some yeah some rabbit. But um, if I would have to say some food in Chicago. That people probably don't eat. Um, Indian brain beef, man. What the hell is that? Uh, <laughs> Indian beef brain curry. That's 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 unique. Now the tongue tacos and brain. Look, go you Mexican, bro. I expect you to eat that. That's that's a that's a delicacy in Mexico, though. Yeah, but I would probably have to say. Um, mm. Something in Chicago that people—that's a tough one, honestly. Because he fried pig feet. Wow, that's that's some New Jersey shit for sure. I ain't, <laughs> we ain't even done. We ain't even done that shit in Texas. The not that I've ever seen. Not not deep. Not deep fried now. That sound like a heart attack. 
Yeah, that's a tough one, bro. Cause honestly, like we we got a lot of food, but I can't really say something that I don't think nobody. I, don't, I mean, I'm pretty sure y'all done had gyros before, like things of that oh, yeah. nature. Oh, we we is down with the Mediterranean food around here. Yeah, see, so like we don't have like a a distinct food. I just think we we we're known for the more at any time you can get something to eat type of okay. place, like. That's that's what I would say we're known for. Like four in the morning, you hungry, you can go get a gyro still at four in the morning. Like it's, it's places that still serving gyros. <laughs> yeah. Morning here is cats and cats serve a little bit of everything. Or that we go in the waffle house like a motherfucker. Oh boy, yeah. hey. <laughs> Hey, that Waffle House is amazing. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, really, and it all, all depends on what time what time you go. Depending on what kind of show and you get after the club. You know, if my cook ain't smoking a cigarette, I don't want it. If my cook ain't got if ain't smoking a cigarette and got full sleeves of tattoos, I don't want it. Yeah. So, uh, you talk you talked a little bit about your childhood. What sports did you you play growing up? So the the first team I team sport I ever played was soccer. <laughs> Believe it or not. Just That's like me. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely soccer. Uh, uh, and I was pretty good at it, too. I actually, you know, tell my mom all the time, you know, you should have kept me in that because I think, you know, that's a sport that that black people haven't like truly dominated yet, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, and I think if more kids, cause obviously we're athletically some of the, the most gifted people in the world. I think it's still a sport where we could have dominated as well. And I was very good at it. I went down state for a couple of championships. This was like around 10 and 11. I started out as a Ford, but then, uh, my coach, uh, asked me did I want to play goalie because our goalie had got hurt and I was a, a beast at goalie like I, I probably got scored on four times <laughs> like out of 50 games so like I was pretty good at that that boy was a lot of goose eggs out there oh yeah I, I, mean, I, I ain't gonna put I ain't gonna take all the credit because we was like 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 a AAU soccer team so we was pretty like one of the coveted teams. So it was, we was really good. We was, we was real good. I, I say that for sure. Like, so like I would give them credit as well. Like they were doing their job on the front end. Sometimes I wouldn't, I wouldn't even see a, 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 a attempt some games. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> like now, I'm yeah, just you, out here chilling a, on the goalpost. If you got a good front, you probably, you might not get no action until about, you know, the 50, 60th minute hell. Right. Yeah. So, but I definitely, um, uh, my, I would say my love for basketball was always there, though. You know, being obviously a shy town kid, you know, watching Jordan win six titles here. The love started there. But the the player who made me start loving basketball was Allen Iverson. Yeah, boy. That's the guy, you know. And and I fell in like – and I tell people it's like, even though I was there for some of the Jordan, I mostly remember the last three titles, obviously, but I wasn't old enough to appreciate the game yet. So, but once AI came along, that's when I started kind of like one, I ain't going to say came along once he around 2001. That's when I would say my love for the game kind of took a, a toll. So 
it was it started with AI and then it manifested with Kobe. Like and that's like essentially my favorite athlete of all time, I would say, is Kobe Bryant. Absolutely. Um the the dedication to that craft, you know, I feel Kobe should be the logo for the NBA because I don't know a more dedicated player to, to the NBA than Kobe Bryant. I have said that too. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I I play basketball as well too. Uh, all the way up into my like my freshman year, and I kind of got in these streets, so called. You know, I was be, uh, being a bad boy. <laughs> right, we but I still played. <laughs> I, I still played. Uh, you know, street ball, obviously, with the guys, and still, I'm still a street legend. I was at the barbershop the other day and, and a guy seen me. He was like, I ain't seen this guy in about 13 years. He was like, boy, ain't that you? you, you that's you that used to have that jump shot, didn't you? You you had a jumper, boy. I remember you, boy. You used to, like, <laughs> that, that, that's definitely me. I definitely had a jumper for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, 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 you know, it's always been a part of me, the, the hooping thing. I, I, I wish I would apply myself because honestly, I used to destroy cats like college kids when I was really in my bag. Like I, I used to hoop against guys that was in college and they, they right out the games, they asked me, where you hoop at? Cause they were so certain that I was on some team. Like, you know, I was a dog, but that that's why I talked the way I talk. Cause I, I understand the game. I played the game, you know, I didn't play at the highest levels, but I definitely played the game and I know how the game is supposed to be played, you know? And, yeah, I, I was a hooper for sure. Hey, let me ask you, how tall are you? Five nine. Oh damn! So the same height. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm, I, it's, it's I, something I, about us five nine boys, man. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it's, I was gonna be like six two, six three. I ain't even gonna lie to you. No, it's it's definitely lip man syndrome going on over here. <laughs> <laughs> Look, and all, and all and look and really and truly all we ever all we ever asked for in life was to be six foot. Let me ask for that. Man. Man. You know, six foot. Nah, fam, sixty nine inches. Sit your ass down. I'm like damn. All right, man. So something about Buob that's very unique that I I want to I want to I want to get the understanding of it is you don't claim a sports team. Like you, you watch a lot of sports, but you don't truly claim like you're not you're not a fan of one particular. Like you, when we talk about all, across all sports, you don't really claim a team. Why that mindset? What makes you that type of a sports fan? Because you're you're in that very um, you're like in that one and a half percent of sports fans who don't who just watches the sport for the sport. You don't watch it because of a particular team. Well, I, I obviously when I started watching basketball, I was a I was a Bulls fan. You know what I'm saying? It, it, Chicago, but what what pushed me away from being like supporting teams? I support players, right? I I I, I ain't gonna say I support players the way I used to, because um, I don't think you can find a a favorite player like Kobe Bryant again. Like I just don't realistically see it. Like I don't think, and I like a lot of players. Like I love Russell Westbrook. I love Giannis. But I don't realistically think I can find that love. Like I used to have to literally watch Kobe games like all the time. Like I got to watch. I got. I don't care what I'm doing. I got to watch Kobe play. And I used to love watching him on the road. Like it. It, it was that mindset for me all the way up until his last game. But 
I've never really been a Lakers fan. Like I'm since he's been retired, I've only watched the primetime games of the Lakers or something like that. Like I've never just like let me see what the Lakers doing. Like finally somebody Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it but it's real. Like it's it's really real. Like I and I that I wanted to bring that perspective because I think I think that's a very unique thing. Like I really am a big fan of that. And you know, you being a big, you know, you're a big Kobe guy. I was a big D Wade guy. Like D Wade was my guy. Like I watched him back at Marquette, watched him in Miami, and then I just kind of stayed in Miami after the fact. I was like, all right, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to be a Heat fan. But, but I thought I just, you know, it was it was hard. I I can't tell you now. I'll ever I'll ever really fan over a player as much as I did D Wade because it, wasn't the biggest guy on the court, but he was the most lethal guy on the court most nights. It was very few players in general, no matter the position, that were better than what he was going to bring on a particular night on the floor. Like mm-hmm. he he was able in in a loaded draft class, he was able to peak first. Yep. Like he could have easily been overlooked in this draft because of because of LeBron, because of Melo. Like he could have easily been overlooked, but he actually mm-hmm. outshot first because of that 06 run. I'm sorry, that 05 06 run. Excuse me. Like still to this day, one of the greatest playoff runs we will ever see by you know a singular player. You know. Call it what you will. That's just what it is. But kind of pivoting a little bit. How did I? How did we feel? What? How did you feel after the Pistons beat him badly? Man, that was so long ago, dog. Like the Pistons beat him badly, and then the next year he came back and fucked the Pistons up. What is your point? There is go. Hundred percent. <laughs> so you know, and and you you know you had, you had talked about you know you you. You had all these these upbringings. You had a great upbringing, you know. But then, you know, you say you went to, you know, when you did your street thing. What would you say was the of across your entire life, even now being thirty four, was that one moment that just truly changed your life? Having my son, I, that I I don't know if I'm here if I don't have him. Honestly, I was a wild boy, you know overprivileged you know um i i before i had him I, I i basically dropped out of high school i got my ged um but i was blessed like i i was able to drop out of high school but due to my father being a superintendent for a construction company i was able to get a job at 17 a good job too so I was, yeah, I, I was one of the few kids probably making $32 an hour at 17. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. No, that's big and, time. Yeah. You know, and I I took advantage of it because it's my father. You know, I used to have to, I, I used to have to apologize to him once I got a little older and mature because I took advantage of him giving me this opportunity to make this money. But I took advantage of him being the boss and my dad. You know, I I rubbed some of my uh, co-workers the wrong way because I was this privileged brat out here just basically collecting a check and not really earning it. My, You know, my, my old man tried to protect me, give me the easiest jobs, things of that nature. And people watching that, they busting their ass and we making the same money. And it, it ain't adding up. So on top of that, I kind of just... Still young in these streets, spending my money on whatever, and I wind up catching a felony, you know, and that kind of slowed me down a little bit, but it was truly finding out I was going to be a father. That that kind of changed me 
for sure, like in, in ways that was unforeseen at that time. Like I didn't think nothing would, would slow me down. Like, cause I, I was in love with the, the, the feel of having money and kind of doing what I wanted to do. I was in love with that field until, like I said, it, it became bigger than me having my child on father's day. 14 years ago kind of like just mm. yeah it, it made me the man i am today for sure uh so that that would be the moment the moment i learned he was finna be born and it was crazy i found out he was going to be born the day obama was elected in office like i i can you know this like time stamp moments for that you know what i'm saying like Remember going to the to not the hospital but some little clinic or whatever with my my lady at the time and like wow and we finna go vote for the first black president this is a day <laughs> like this, this is a, a crazy day so yeah that was that was the moment though him he I, I tell him all the time he saves me that's beautiful no that that like talk about this irony you know just of all days that, you know, for a child to be born, to be born on Father's Day, like, you, you yeah. can literally, you can celebrate every year with your, with your kid because it's Father's Day and it's your kid's birthday. Like, that, that's like, that's a, that's a beautiful thing by itself, just in and of itself. Like, there's like that, that's, and then of course, you know, voting for Obama, you know, that's, that just kind of, let's just, let's just salt bay that on there real quick, you know, like, <laughs> you, know like, you know, so that's, that's, that's dope, you know, like that's, that's, that's real, um, that's hard. That's pulling on the heartstrings a little bit. You know what I'm saying? No. Uh, the first time you voted was it for Obama going in office? Yes, yeah. I was 19 years old. That's that's yeah. the first time I voted. Yep. So he, and my he, my son's birthday actually is June 19th. Damn. So he's a Juneteenth baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? Damn. Look, this got all the all the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we gonna call that. A, that's a festive child. Man, yeah, he he's a he, he he. I hope he, you know, he's fourteen. I hope he start realizing that he's a, a true young prince out here. Like you know, like that's a it's a beautiful thing. You know what I mean? Like to you don't even understand the magnitude of your day. Like it's a literally a federal holiday now. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's it's a and beautiful it thing. To, it used to not be like that. Like exactly. you used to be just another day on the calendar. For a exactly. lot of you know, well, if I say for a lot, anybody that wasn't melanated, that's really what it was, you know. But for us, you know, it was a day for us to celebrate, you know, how to cookouts with the fam, you know, shit like that. But like now, True. now boys is literally like like me, you know, being my profession in the military, that's that's a federal I'm off work. Right. And what's crazy, and I learned this not too long ago. So July 3rd is Juneteenth Independence Day. And I was like, mm. what? I didn't even know that. So we we're, we're actually observing that as a as a federal holiday for the military. And I was like, Juneteenth. And I didn't even know like there was like a difference, you know. So I'm like, now I got some more reading. I got to go educate myself that much more because I'm like, what's the difference in Juneteenth and then like you know Juneteenth um you know Independence Day? And I was like, that's and maybe maybe what it is is because we know Juneteenth is significant to the state of Texas and Galveston, Texas, you know, and the, pretty much the slaves in the South. So maybe in my mind without fully getting into reading into it is, is finally when everybody was truly free and celebrated. Like everybody finally was aware of what was going on. Yeah. I don't, I, I just was talking to a guy. Um, he told me, I think 
Texas kind of been celebrating that holiday for a while now. I mm-hmm. think that's what he told me. Like Juneteenth has he, been a a big yeah, thing. Been, yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's just uh, a dope day. I think Galveston celebrated. I think it was like the eighty seventh or eighty eighth festival. I know here in Mackinac, where I am, this is our eighty first parade this year for Juneteenth. Yeah, so what I'm saying, so so July 3rd is called Juneteenth National Independence Day. And that's something that's something that I'm not fully aware of. But like like it's like I was telling uh telling Rob, like that's something that the, the, the military we're observing it as a as a holiday. So I was like, I'm trying I want to learn a backstory of like, you know, what it is. Like why why are we why is you know, why do we have this additional holiday, if you will, that I'm not aware of? Like we know about America Day. We know America Day is around the corner, so you already know we're gonna have a good old time with that. Oh, we lost uh temporarily lost our guest there. But um I was in, I was intrigued by that. Yeah, that's interesting. I've never I've never heard of that. So But we're gonna figure it out though. Yep. We're gonna Man. figure it out. We're gonna get back to everybody on that. So to um to pivot just a little bit, so we, we talked about that. Um excuse me. <clears throat> You know that moment in your life you know you, you found out you became a father and then it really became a a reality you know when your son who essentially changed your life if you will um to kind of go the opposite direction of like like what is what is a moment in your life that kind of kind of turned your life upside down a little bit you know kind of puts you in a in a indifferent or a different position oh that's easy um losing my daughter that that's the um the moment you know you realize that life is truly short and 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 as much as you think you in control of things you really not i i to this day just i wasn't even on the scene when it happened or nothing like that it just was an unfortunate incident that as a parent, though, you still feel guilty for it. You know, you feel like you should have been there or you could have done more. But that's definitely the the the, the moment in my life where I realize I'm not in control of things and that I took. I might have took things for granted, you know, uh, just you, you might you might think you 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 working overtime to 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 make more money. And you are probably. But like a lot of times I would just be working. She was so small and you just think you got that time like she, she a baby. I'm going to get to have her forever. And in that blink of an eye, she was gone, you know, so that would be the moment for me. Yeah, no, that that'll that'll be at the moment that'll rock anybody, you know, and and you know, and and kudos to you, you know, for you know one being able to even you know to talk about it one, but you know to be able to you know still be able to reflect back, look back, and and find a lesson in in a moment like that, and and most people that that's hard to do. No, even you know, yes, we you know losing a child, losing a, a close family member, but to somehow in the brain to be able to find a lesson to reflect that and continue to uh you know move forward that that that's hard to do because a lot of people just don't because they can't because they're so stuck in the moment of 
this just happened. But, right. you know, you literally just said, you know, life is too short. I was out there, you know, trying to, you know, work overtime thinking, you know, and that, you know, when you say that, you know, that that hits me. You know, I'm thinking about it. Micah knows where my head's going. You know, I got, you know, you you, you met her just not too long ago. You know, mm-hmm. little mama going through her little routine. And I'm just like, you know, you know, I work a lot, but I'm like, I'm still here. I try to be here as much as I possibly can. But, you know, because it's true. At the end of the day, it is 100 percent true that life is life is short and you have to cherish the moments that you have when you have those moments and we as adults and it's not entirely our fault a lot of it is the way that society is like we have to work because if we don't work we don't make money if we don't make money we can't provide for those same little people that we brought into this life or we can't you know support the spouses that we have so we have to make these we're going to call them calculated sacrifices or you can call them calculated gambles, however you want to, you know, look mm-hmm. at it, you know. So it's like, do I want to pick up that extra shift? Does that extra shift mean I got to miss, you know, my son's game? You know, like what what is what is the, you know, the the risk or the sacrifice involved in by working that extra eight, that extra 12, that extra 10, that extra four hour, whatever the case might be. What am I missing at home by doing that, you know? Mm-hmm. But most times we don't think about it because it's just like, you know, you already said, you know, you, you know, we take those things for granted. And even and even even Kobe has said some, a lot of stuff like that, you know, once he you know left the game and he was like, you know, the biggest mistake that people have is assuming that they have more time. Mm. That's the real that's the realest thing I ever heard Kobe say like that. That shit stuck with me because I was yeah. like, we think like that as as a normal day to day. We think like that. Oh, yeah, I got tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I'll take care of it next week. Yep. You might not even be here 10 minutes from now. Ain't that the truth? Man. That's the, that's the truth. Like, we keeping it a buck. Like, and we know this. Like, it's, it's a chance you could walk out to go check your mail and get struck by lightning. Say it like, again. Like, <laughs> like, it's the truth. Like, you literally could go check the mail and then, bow, Mother Nature just hit you with that lightning bolt. You're like, damn. My time. <laughs> you know, like not the way I want to go out, but you know, all right, I guess I'm gonna go out crispy. <laughs> fish fried, huh? Hey, look, that's not the way I want to fry that fish, you know. But <laughs> oh crap, no, that's that's the truth, man. You know, like it, it that moment, like I said, it it it. If I didn't have the my son, obviously being a a key reason why I needed to push forward, obviously, but I had a lady in my life, you know, and she, you know, was my shoulder, you know, she let me really kind of like get it off on her, you know what I'm saying? And some days I even, I, I worry if I even, you know, pushed her away some, cause it was a lot. It was just a lot to deal with the circumstances of my child losing her life. And it was just a lot. It was, it put a lot on everybody. My father had a stroke two years later. I mean, two months later. And I don't want to blame myself for that because he was an older guy and people have strokes. But I know he was worried about me, worried if I'm okay. Cause I, I was, it was some dark days in the beginning, you know, it, it truly was like, I, I, I still don't even remember her funeral. Like I know I was there, but it was just like a blur, 
you know, like you just, I remember everybody coming up to me, hugging me, and they love me, and but like just being there, like, it's just like a blur. So I know that first month I, I had a lot of people concerned for me. It was a lot of love too. Don't get me wrong. I had a lot of support and love, but that's just, it's just a, it's just not normal to me. Like to lose, you know, to lose a child, like losing a parent is hard, but I, I think every day we all going to go through that. You know what I mean? We're going to all bury our parents. And I think they will want that. I don't think they want to bury us. Facts. You know? Yeah. hundred percent. So, so it, it's just that, that, that was the surreal moment. Like just being at her funeral. And like, I just, you know, I had to, I had to do a lot of soul searching. And like I said, the lady in my life, you know, she, that's our song too, the Michael Jackson. That's our, that's our jam lady in my life, you know, cause that's that's what she was. She was my my lady, and she was a, a shoulder that I could cry on and get it, just truly get it off. You know, I because I didn't want I didn't want to put it on my parents. You know, and that's why I say like sometimes I I worry if I pushed her away because I did not I want to put it on my parents at all. Like they older, they worried enough about me, and they just lost their grandchild as well. So. I tried to put on a mask in front of them. I'm fine. I'm okay. Are y'all okay? X, Y, and Z. I'm, I'm good, mom. I'm going to be okay, dad. You know, but I I just didn't want them to see me hurting. You know, my son used to, man, like, I, I don't, you know, we did a lot of counseling behind it and therapy and things of that nature because, like, it almost felt like he was normalizing it. Like losing his sister, like he felt like he needed to be there for me. Like mm. he ten years old, you know what I mean. He every day, Dad, you okay? Like you okay, pops? Like it should be me checking on you. You you just lost your sister. Like what are you doing? But every day he just felt the need to be my protector, you know. And damn. I'm so hard on him today. Like <laughs> I'm really hard on him, you know. And he, and to this day, he's still that way, though. Like he still think he needs to be my protector. And, and and a lot of and I know a lot of kids will push back and rebel because, like I said, I'm hard on him. You know, I'm only hard on him because I know it's hard out here for us as black men. You know what I mean? And you can't have no weak bones in your body. You gotta be tough. No. And and the world just don't value you the same way. But I only want you to be tough on the exterior. But when you need me, I'm here. You know, if you're going through something, you can come talk to me. But I just want you to be tough when I'm not around. Like, be strong because you can't you can't show them you weak out here. You just can't do that. So it, it, it's just a, like when, when it come to him, man, it's just like this dude. He got one of the best personalities a kid can have. Like, he's just a loving kid. Everybody loves him. Lil Wop, as I call him. Lil Wop. Definitely a reflection of Big Wop. Oh, yeah. 
Nah, no doubt. That. That's a that's a that's a beautiful thing to see the the growth and maturity of a of a, of a young man at at a at a time where we never really know what goes on in the mind of the youth when something like this happens, especially the really young ones. We 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 mm. we as adults process way differently, and you know we experience loss as kids, but I've I've never lost a sibling. I, I wouldn't know where my brain would go in a situation like that. I have no idea. And I'm the oldest of six, so I damn sure would know that I wouldn't be in a good spot because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the oldest. I feel like if anybody got to go first, it's got to be me because I'm. I was the first right. one here. I got to be the first. I got to be the first one out. You know, that's just the way my, you know, my brain operates. But no, something, I, yeah, and, and yeah, and I mean something I kind of wanted to hit on, and you, you said it. You know, you and you know, y'all went through therapy and all that stuff, and then so for you as a, um, or for you as a black man, how was that? that 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 mental health for you like how hard was it for you to to seek out that help knowing the stigmas that we deal with not even just necessarily being a black man just being a man in general knowing that oh man that, that's a weak man he vulnerable he went to go get counseling and therapy like how did, did you have any kind of internal or external battles with that prior to starting therapy um for the most part not really because initially it, it was for him you know it was for my son i know he needed it you know for sure like at least that's what i'm thinking i know i needed it as well but i wanted to make sure he was good because i, I just felt he needed to talk to talk to somebody and we did a lot of family counseling and individual counseling things of that nature but um me personally when I first started the counseling, I didn't get nothing out of it, like initially, because I was just so hurt. You know, I, I I was sitting there with the mask on, just trying to do and say all the things. So, quote unquote, the therapist wouldn't be like, well, he might be going through some things and man, we might, you know, need to maybe he don't need his child right now. You know, it was a lot of things going through my mind because I'm just like I'm a single dad like and it's just. I don't, you know, so I'm putting on that front. It, it wasn't until I met another counselor down the road, like a year later, I met this counselor through my uh, doctor that I was going through. I was telling them I was having trouble sleeping and things of that nature, dealing with anxiety or whatnot and stress. And, and he gave me this counselor. and He was a, a brother like us, you know, and kind of was talking to me in a way I can get with, you know, he wasn't giving me that typical therapist type of talk. He was, you know, more just, I'm here for you, brother. Like, like a friend, it felt more like a friend I was talking to hmm. and, and somebody that I didn't have to, I ain't have to hold back with, you know, I could just let it out, you know? And I think that's, that, that truly helped me too, you know? that that right there like just talking to him shout out to johan you know i i haven't talked to him a few few months but johan was no that's 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 good stuff like i i'm always <laughs> curious about those kind of things because i know everybody deals with a lot of those things differently so you know i always like to kind of get the the perspective of you know everybody no doubt because it's not it's not all of us, but it, it is a lot that that went through that, you know, went through those those stigmas. And, you know, to know that, you know, you knew you knew why you were doing it going into it. You're like, all right, I got to do this, you know, from, you know, for, for my son, but also for me. But, you know, mostly for my son type of thing. Mm -hmm. 
it, it definitely it, it's definitely something that now I wouldn't I wouldn't tell nobody to not do like it, it can be beneficial like you know it's just somebody having an ear that's not so close to your situation because you don't want to worry your close your your loved ones in in a manner because I, I lost a lot of friends and things of that nature because I felt like people were pitying me and I didn't want people pity I just wanted you know, like some days I just wanted people to, to act normal with me, to just talk about the game, to not to just not ask me, am I truly OK? Because honestly, it's just something you're never going to be OK with. You're just not. You know, when you lose a child, you're not going to be OK with it. You might have better days than you did from the ones before, but it's not a day that I wake up that I don't wish my child was here. Like, wish, wish I can just go in the room and pick her up, you know. So it's just it's something you never gonna be okay with. It's just you try to move accordingly and 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 try to find peace and happiness. I get so, it, and I I can say I don't I don't have kids, but I get it because I was in high school. My grandma was my best friend. Jeremy, you know my grandma was my best friend. That's the person I hung out with the most. That's the person that basically raised me. And when people lose people now and you see people on the internet talking about, oh, it's going to be okay. It'll get better. This and that. I'd be like, yo, listen, it ain't going to get easier. I'm not going to lie to you. You just going to, you're going to find a way to move on and try and honor that. It does. It, it really doesn't get easy. Like there's not a day I wake up and be like, damn, I want to go in the room and go talk to my grandma. Like it's, it's not right. easy. It's just the truth. Yeah. You lose people like that. They just don't. It's 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 nothing to like replace them. So it's not getting better. It's more so like just finding your peace and your you know you do whatever you need to do to just be kind of normal again. But yeah, I, I'm I'm here though. I'm here though. Yep. And all we can do is our best to 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 honor those. You know, and that that's that's the best thing we can do for those is. Make sure that they're never forgotten and to honor them the best way we possibly can. And, you know, just like, you know, you talked about, you know, Mike, about, you know, losing your granny is like, you know, when when my great granny passed away. Yep. That was my history lesson right there, man. She was 104. I had her since I was a child. Like, like I was I spent summers with her. Like we used to just talk about everything like she she watched me grow up. She watched me join the military. She watched me deploy twice. Like she watched my whole damn near my whole military career happen, you know, and I'll never forget it. When I, when I deployed the first time, um, we took this picture and she's big, big time Houston Rockets fan, but we took this picture and then, you know, we had our little moment and she just told me, and then this, this is when like really as a, a younger, a younger growing man, things really started to hit different. And she had whispered in my ears, like, you know, be safe out there, but you know, I, I might not be here when you get back. And I was like, damn. Yeah. Like, you know, that 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 hits you in a spot that you've never been hit before. And you're like, you, you know something? I don't know. Like, am I missing? You know, what am I missing here? You know, thankfully, she was here when I got back, you know. But then after I got back from deployment number two is when she had uh, she passed. She actually um she um she actually passed two days before my birthday. So I never mm. forget, you know, August 13th. Um, But. 
she went out on her own terms. Um, she hated hospitals, so she got we had the hospital bed in her living room at the at the house. So she went out the way she wanted to, which was in her house because she was. If there was ever to be a movie and a book written about this woman, it would be it would be an award winning thing because you're talking about not just a an African American woman, but an African American Native American woman who used to clean houses for for white folks and then bought the first house in this new neighborhood that was built, bought the house on the corner with her mm. own bread, you know, raised kids that joined the military that went off to war, had a husband, had all this stuff, you know, but did it on her own. Didn't do it with anybody's help. Did it all on her own too. And for me growing up to have somebody like that in my life, always putting that wisdom in my life, you know, always talking about, you know, keep doing what you're doing, you know, be better than this person that's, that's always around here. You're going to be better than this and that. And, you know, when, when I, when I lost her, I went numb because I didn't know how I was supposed to feel. Like I went numb. I remember like I, I cried before the funeral. I didn't cry at the funeral. Like I, I got my emotions out prior to if if that even makes sense but like i was just dry i was driving i was driving somewhere i think i was going to the gas station go get gas or some shit and then everything just bow like i got hit by an 18 wheeler just took me took me over and i pulled over and i let it out and it was like after that it was like i was good it was like all right she she let me get out what i need to get out now i need to be that that rock for the family young man are you listening man are you listening it's okay to cry, bruh. It is okay to right. cry. This is true. It, it's healing. It's it's natural. Don't let nobody tell you you can't cry. You can cry. It's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign that you're hurt. And you need to get over what hurt you're going through. Yeah, good bottling it up definitely ain't the answer. And we all know this. No, it, it, it ain't. And it's good to, like, definitely get it out. Because, again, uh, I I tried to do it that way initially, try to just be so strong and put these masks on and things of that nature. And eventually it's going to it's going to it's going to find its way out. It's going to it's going to seep out in some type of aggression. You You might just be angry for nothing. And, you know. Some days I still wonder have I truly, truly healed, you know, because some days I, I, I can be upset and, you know, and I don't necessarily know where it's stemming from. But then I think like, you know what, it's 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 because you went through so much at a short period of time. You know, I lost my baby. Then two months later, my dad has the stroke. Two months after that, my grandfather passes away. It was just like a bunch of deaths and things of that nature. And it's like. I'm trying to grieve my baby, but I'm losing people that's extremely close to me, you know? Yeah. And so it, it, it's like you bottle, you be so bottled up with, with emotion and anger and things of that nature that eventually it's going to find its way. out. It's going to seep out. It's going, and it, it usually seep out on people that don't even deserve that from me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so. And I trust me, I'd have done a lot of apologizing to people too, because like I said, like I, I know I done went off on people unnecessarily, you know, because y you be just filled with so 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 many different emotions and 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 when you lash out on people, you can you know, you can tell like they don't even know what it's for. Like they don't even understand it. And 
I, I've had to go back and just like, man, that wasn't cool, Bucci. Like, boo that, that that's not that's not what you need to be doing to people, you know. Like, I didn't call people like, man, I, I apologize, you know. Um, I'm just dealing. And they and, and fortunately for me, some would understand. Some would say, you know what, man, we we get it. You battling, and and hey, we love you, you know. What I mean? and, and then you have others that just like, well, I just don't deserve it, and you know, whatever that 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 energy and kind of stay away from you. So it 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 is what it is, though. Like at this point, the ones that hear from me, you know, they know what it is, and you know, if you walked away from me, I I understand that too, because I might have pushed you away. Yeah. No, we we've all had those moments. I'm not gonna call them moments of weakness. I'm just gonna say, as men, we've all had those moments where we have before we before we learned about expressing how we feel or what's going on. We've just we bottled up and then we've lashed out. And we may have, you know we may have possibly you know hurt some people that we that we care about, but it wasn't through ill intentions. It was just through bottled up negative emotions. You you bottle up mm. enough neg- negativity and it it'll go it'll go nuclear on you in a heartbeat and then you there's no control at this point. Been there, yeah. man. Definitely been there. I mean, I know, I, I like I said, I know a lot of people that that kind of went through some some tough situations. But the one thing about my situation is that I just don't know. A lot of people that have went through, I, I, don't, I haven't met one person truly that went through my situation. So it's hard to like talk to people and get that level of like, and, and you know what, to be truthful, I don't even want to talk to nobody that I care about and we can relate in that manner. I don't wish this on my enemy, you know, losing a child. Like I truly don't like, it's just, it's, it's, it's not something that you wish on anybody truly. So, again, it's just it's tough for me because I be feeling alone in this situation a lot of times. Like, you know, I a lot of my friends, you know, I just again my close friends at home or whatever. Like, I kind of like closed them off a little bit because I just didn't want to feel like it's all about me or my situation, and you know, and 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 again, I don't want to talk about it as much because it just hurt. Like the pain of it talking about it hurts, you know. So, no, I, I I definitely get it though. Like I I get everybody. Like again, I'm I'm an understanding person. Like I I feel like it's a gift and a curse to be super understanding because people take that for granted. Like I understand that you might not want to be around me no more. I understand that my vibe might be off. Like when you want to go party, I might not be the first person you want to call no more, because I might be having a bad day. <laughs> like <laughs> that's just the truth. I might be having a bad day, and you might not want me around for that. And I and I get it. It hurts though, yeah. but it's just I can't fake who I am either. I'm battling every day. I'm a battle tested man. So it'd be like that. Yeah. So this this was this was great. Like, I liked how, you know, we was able to kind of, we, 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 first we got a whole, we got a whole life story over here on, on, on Boo-Wop, which is great. You know, now we really understand, you know, the, the, the man behind the voice. 
the insane voice, bro. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, for real. Like, and it's good because, and but there was also a lot of wisdom. There was a lot of wisdom dropped in there, and and that's that's what I want people to. If you take anything from this conversation today, is 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 think about the lessons that that we just talked about. Look at the lessons that the the Bua picked up on from instances, different instances that happened in his life, and look at the lessons he was able to pick up from those same moments. Even in even in a time where it could have been one of his worst moments, he found something to pick up from, to learn from, to move forward with. And that's an important trait in 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 a, in a man. Very much so. And it's a rare trait in a black man because not nine times out of ten, once when we get down bad, we usually down bad and we stay down bad. Like we, it's it's hard to come back up. True. Like we we get we get in the dark and we never see the light. You know, nobody's there to, you know, shine that light and be a light for us. You know, like we talked about on last week's show, sometimes you just got to be a light for somebody. And sometimes we don't have that light. Yep. And if, if you go on that journey by yourself, man, it's, it's lonely out there. Yeah. It's definitely lonely. So I want to take all that energy that we just did. It was kind of up and down, kind of like a roller coaster. But now mm. we got to bring that humor into it because I had something brought to my attention and of course, you know, we have one of our go-to staple segments on this show. We call it and entitle it Dumbass Millionaires. Y'all check out this video and then we're going to have some fun. <laughs> As y'all can see, do not get confused. You see where it is a gentleman's talk exclusive. I mean, ain't nobody else got something crazy like this going on except for us. Facts. Question for both of you gentlemen. Did you, either of you, watch any parts of the BET Awards this past uh, Sunday? I figured so, this one. I did. Oh, boy. Oh, you, you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. My wife sent it to me. That's how I knew it was coming. But it, I want to talk about the pre-show because that's where all my shit stemmed from was the pre-show. Right. The fashion. <laughs> the fashion. What in the actual fuck is we doing? <laughs> black people talking to y'all. Black people. What the fuck is we doing? It's an award show. And we out here in these Lil Kim from the Lil Kim from the 1990s hip hop source awards and shit. You know, we rocking see-through dresses and pasties and shit. And I'm like, this is supposed to be an award show. Like, you know, we we don't see this type of shit for the Oscars and for the Grammys. We 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 see people dressed in nice dresses and suits, you know, <laughs> boy. But not the BET Awards, boy. We out here looking like the the Wish version of the Met Gala. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of putting that shit. Like. <laughs> 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 Like I was just like I was blown away at half the shit I seen because I'm just like then now mind you I don't know half these cats because I don't listen to this new music because I just can't get down with it like I just truly can't get down with it it don't it don't hit with me the same and it don't hit with none of us same we all the same age group so you know our music is just way different oh yeah like so I just I just don't resonate with it but then I just look at the shit that they wearing and I'm like. This how you feel? Like you, you know, you you possibly finna be on stage, you know, getting awards and shit. And did this how you want to come out in public? Hey, by the way, shout out to to, to all the uh hip hop fifty 
uh, people from our era that were dressed appropriately for this? Yeah, because why was Buster Rhymes and Lil Scrappy looking normal? I mean, Buster Bust, man, that that dude. Yeah, but that's that's a legend. But big, big, big (laughs) shout out to him for that lifetime achievement award. About goddamn time, I'm gonna say it like that. About goddamn time, because. Anybody who know anything about hip hop from the old days, man, if you wasn't listening to Buster Rhymes, man, I don't really know if I could I can respect you as a as a music listener because like we we you know we we growing up on some you know break your neck and all this other shit. We know we talking about you know you know like this is this is a, a true a true legend who does not get talked about enough as a true lyricist. You know what's crazy when I was listening to his speech. And I sat there and thought about it. This dude really did pioneer the feature. Yeah. Because he was hopping on everybody's songs and just murking. It didn't matter who it was. And it's the way it's the way he sounds. Yep. He he has a one of one sound. He does. And when you hear it, it's like, okay, that was fire. You know he's in that he's in a very small group of 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 artists like it's like it's Busta it's like DMX when they get on the track it's just different the energy is different something about Ludacris yeah Luda one of my one of my one of my Mount Rushmore's like you know Luda is a, when they hit a track and then I love and what I love more about Luda is Luda Luda will let you know some shit in a heartbeat like because I'll never forget when he talk about you know last time I was on the Cali remix now I'm on the original version that shit was funny I was yeah. like he was being petty in the middle of a sixteen like you. Who can that's do that? Ludicrous. Like, like that's some that's ludicrous, ludicrous shit. Can't nobody else do that shit. That's some straight ludicrous shit. But mm-hmm. we're gonna <clears throat> talk about the other downside of the BET Awards. We had a tribute that was supposed to happen, and it happened, and it was kind of tragic. We we know we lost a legend in Tina Turner, <laughs> and uh, one of her one of her constituents from her era was doing the the tribute, and um, forgot the words. Um, forgot the words. Sorry, y'all. And I'm like, what? I didn't. I didn't even know that. Who who did that? Um. Oh. Uh. It was Aretha, wasn't? It? No, not Patty Labelle. Patty Labelle. And and you know, I didn't I know she did the tribute. I didn't and, know that. Though. And and I don't want to. I don't want to harp too hard on that because you know it's, it's you know that's a legend and I you know but I'm just like. Y'all from the same era, so I know y'all heard each other's music, and you knew you were gonna kind of do this tribute. So like, stick to the songs that you know, and and rock with it from there. Type of you know, just you you gotta pay the the ultimate respect in a situation like that. All she had to do was come out and 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 perform. Uh, what's the song? Hail Mary. All you had to do was come out and perform Hail Mary and go sit down, bro. That yeah. I promise you, we would have took that. I hit us hit us with the dances a couple times. And, and we'd have been, you know, we'd have been on and popping. Or oh, hit us with some what love got to do with it and go sit down. That's all you oh, had to do. That, man, that's we, it. We, we'd have been all all the way for it. Like, you know, but. I don't even. But. Just there was a lot of dumbass things at the BET Awards. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, we oh, just for some additional context, folks. Let me let me just show you some of the fashion. I had to pull up my Instagram. Actually, let me just show you. This actually ain't too bad compared to what else we saw. No, this was just the first one. I was going down to the bottom because it's a lot. But like, you know, then we should start looking at like, look, what the fuck is going is on? Right now? I think they said that was Rich the Kid. Yeah, but it is. But 
what 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 the fuck is going on right here? What what what's really going on? I mean, he, he looked like a villain at the, at the end of a video game. No, he looked like he looked like one of the lackeys. He only looked like the 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 final boss. He just looked like he kind of looked like a modern day version of the putties from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh, yeah. Man, you took the words right out of my mouth. from the call his ass a putty. <laughs> what the fuck is he wearing? Like, bro, what is happening, bro? You got on you a putty. You a you a my man is a putty wearing a shredder from Ninja Turtles mask, bro. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, hey, after last week, we might have to start start another exclusive call row session because this last week we roasted the shit out of Azalea Banks, bro. Boy, you know, and I'm like, all right, so see, like this is normal. That's I'll, cool. I'll get down with this. You know, I see you, bad. This, this I'm, I'm, that's, I guess. that's sweetie. Yeah, that's sweetie. That's that's yeah. a pretty normal outfit compared to what else we see. It, it is, you know, and then, you know, you got the, you know, you got the uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm you looking. Know, so it's see through. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm looking. <laughs> yeah, but then look, but then you know, normal. That, that's that's normal. That's we we've become accustomed to that for the award shows, you know. But then you got this, and I'm like, all right. The dress is the dress is legit. I love the dress, but like this, I don't know. Some this this right here, you know what this look like? You remember the dream pants and shorts we used to wear back in high school? Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, tell no. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, no, you can't tell them nothing. But I'm just like, come on, like you know, like all right, we're gonna go with the 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 jean jean thing with the with the with the with the no shirt. Cool story, bro. Like you know. Yeah, about she that. Just said, she just said, "Fuck the paces." I'm just gonna let the nips hang, you know. Well, you know, whatever. You know, you an adult. You know, do your thing. You know. Hey, this is this is the funniest one to me Bro. because I seen a comment when somebody's like, "She really thought she ate," and I lost my mind because she really thought she ate on this shit. Bro, somebody said that she looked like a used dust mop. Oh my god. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> I was like, yikes! On, I was like, I could not see it when they said. I was like, bro, because I'm looking at the number at the bottom of the dress, and I'm like, bro. I'll, I'll say this: had the dress been the same way throughout, it would have been a nice dress. Yeah, but, but I, I, don't, I don't get the bottom part. I don't know who designed that shit, but they need to try again. Yeah, hundred percent. And then you got this. Yeah, she, she well, dressed like she dressed like a pinata. Who is that? Uh, what's her name? What's that? What's that girl uh, Carly, name? Carly Red. Carly Red. Yeah, like I, I be trying to keep up with who these people are, but I'm just like, who the hell are the real celebrities? Cause I don't know who the hell these people is. Ain't know. nobody, ain't nobody going to the BET Awards like that. Like, then you got this fucking Lotto person. At least, well, the, dress is, at least the dress, at least the dress is normal. But, but this. But 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 this shit like what why, why you gotta make this dumbass look on your face like what's really going on you must have been drunk already before the show started. Mm-hmm. Safe to say, See? norm norm normal is just like half dress half tuxedo going on though. I Who the fuck, fuck is this? That whole kind of hard though. Uh, that's JT, yeah, yeah. from the City Girls. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. speaking of yeah, they... that went through the phone, and then look, y'all <laughs> ever seen a Black Backstreet Boy? I'm crying. Diddy son, man. What's going on, man? That's Diddy son. Justin oh, Cone. Yeah. <laughs> this is shit I be talking yeah. about, man. Like, bye, bye. And, then this, and then this motherfucker here. Take, take her ass off the screen. I'm tired of seeing anything about her ass. She irrelevant. Look, I don't even know what shade of orange this is. 
That's a that's like burnt orange meets fire orange. Like I don't even know. Like she looked like a whole ass Pokemon right now. Like like dead ass. Is that burnt? I thought that was ice spices, pumpkin spice. Ah, there it is. (laughs) There we go. Pumpkin spice. Look, it's she a couple months early though. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't. What the look, bro? Is that freaking? And L.A. Chopper. Chopper. Yeah. What the fuck does this dude got on? Yeah, that boy is a, a, a exotic dancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the same he looked, time. He looked like an extra from Magic Mike right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely ex- exotic this, dancer. This, this, this oh, shit here yeah. hey, all the way hot. We was clowning on Facebook because... um. I think Joseph, or no, Jamali. Jamali had posted this, and then they was like, where y'all think she from? And I said, bro, she look like she from Beaumont, Texas, bro. Yikes. Yeah. Beaumont. And then somebody See, you know what like, Beaumont is. That's yeah. why you laughing. And then somebody else was like, nah, she look like she from South Park. And I was like, yeah, I can see that, too. And that's, that's I can see that. But I was as, like... As, as, as black people, we got to stop they, they, uh, man, y'all gotta stop entertaining this stupid shit. Y'all will not go like this to the Met Gala. The BT Awards is the Met Gala for black people, and it's how the fuck y'all come. Y'all gotta stop doing this bullshit. I'm just saying, it's true though. But you know, that's all right, normal ish. I mean, like he he looked like somebody bouncer, but you know, normal. I'm 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 okay with this one. Yeah, it's, it's it's like conservative. You can rock with. I don't it. think it's why, but hey, he looks like no. a normal person. Yeah, he just looked like he just looked like a regular guest at the beach. Yeah, what you look like like he don't look like he did, like he don't look like he finna win no awards. I don't even. Yeah, I'm I'm lost too. I don't know the brother. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to read the caption. They talking about young Jesus, not Jeezy. Uh, Davio here. Uh. I don't know. I see a lot of fire. Oh, his name is is maybe is. Oh David yeah, David? I know, I know. That's that's uh, I seen him at the um, the uh, um, All Star Weekend for the NBA. Mm. He was there. Um, gotcha. He got what's that song? I think that's oh, him. He got a real catchy song. I had to get Michael Blackson because he he. he oh, bro! Somebody get to Michael Blackson ass. I don't even know how to describe this. Easter egg basket. What you mean? This look like he pulled this from the Dennis Rodman collection. The fact that this dude had the audacity to wear no shirt. Like, no. All right, let's close this down. Yeah. I can't do I can't that. Hey, that man look like a Skittle. He like a my, fucking Skittle. You know what? My, Michael Blackson looked like the colors of the unicorn that, that little girls draw, bro. He looked, I can't, like a, he looked like a character from that show, uh, Yo Gabba Gabba. Yeah. Hey, man, you know what? Let's let, let's let's take this out on a lighter note because I I got a couple of questions here just to get what we got to take. All right, Jeremy, you're going. Like let's this. do this. You go to the court right now. You could pick anybody from the sidelines to run two on two with. You don't know how anybody play. You ain't never seen anybody play just based on conversation and stuff you have. Who you taking with you to run twos? Um, uh, mm, I'm probably going to take Troy. I think he's the tallest. Troy was 6'1", 6'2". 
Yeah, he like six one, and 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 he and he better be fucking legit. It's much <laughs> shit he be talking. That motherfucker. I'm unstoppable, boy. Right? Well, he better be. God damn it! Because <laughs> listen, <laughs> I love him though. That's my brother, man. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna go with Troy because I'm short enough, and and, and y'all done said y'all fat now, so we you know we ain't gonna get no rebounds. You know we gonna have to literally make every That's shot. A lie. You better <laughs> ask. That's a lie. Oh shit! <laughs> my fault. My fault. Hey, I'm a legit post player, dog. I'm not gonna lie to you. I feel you. I definitely feel you. I'm a I'm a point guard that had to convert to playing small forward in high school. Mm, okay. So I, I'm rocking with it. I'm rocking with it. I'm I'm putting this on the screen just because not this wrong comment. That's what he's talking about. That first of all, <laughs> if he don't shut his Detroit ass up, you ain't cooking I'm shit. Six foot. I'll look, cook y'all. Look, you ain't cooking shit. You can be six. You foot. can't even cook in the kitchen. I don't even want to yeah. hear that BS. Look, you can be six foot, and I'm gonna toss your shit into the fucking stands. I'm gonna lock your ass down. You playing with me? I'm gonna point to you. I'm gonna point to your girl, and I'm gonna block your shot straight to her hands and say, "Take this home with you," because it's better than your man on the court. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, go, man. We need so, to know so, what you look like. <laughs> like, you, you can be six foot. You can be six foot ugly and have the ugliest jumper too. Like, you might look like Ben Simmons for all we know. Shit. <laughs> He said I cook better than you. <laughs> oh crap! Caribbean dog, no, you can't. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> everything, everything is wrong. <laughs> how about this, boo? Uh, how much football you watch? I'm, I'm a football guy too. Definitely okay. more of a basketball guy, but I, I'm, I'm a football guy. Okay, so I want you to name. The top three receivers that you've seen. So I know most people be like, well, Jerry Rice is a top three receiver all time or whatever, but we caught Jerry Rice more like Oakland Jerry Rice, not really like Absolutely. in prime. So Absolutely. For me, um, the top three that I've ever seen with my own two eyes would have to be Randy Moss. For sure. Calvin Johnson. For sure. And I'm going to say T.O. Okay. I fuck with it. I'm going to say T.O. What T.O. did in that Philly Super Bowl against the Patriots on that yeah. broken leg, that was probably one of the most impressive things i ever seen a wide receiver do. So, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with them three. All right. I can fuck with it. I can fuck with it. <clears throat> So I know I asked you about from the sidelines, but now you go to the basketball court. Mm -hmm. Take any four basketball players with you to run five that's currently playing. We're not going to do the whole all-time thing because it's a little overplayed at this point. You got any five players playing right now that you could take with you? Who you running with? I mean, any four, my bad, any four plus yourself to make five. Well, obviously, I'm going to be the point guard. So I would go with the two guard. I would go with. Clay Thompson. Mm. All right. Um, at the three. Mm, I'm gonna need some defense. Let me think. So, need the defense. Probably go with um, 
You want to go with Jason Tatum? Shout out to Troy. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Tatum, but you know what? I'm, a, I'm more of a scorer too. So I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna say I'm gonna get Brian. I'm gonna let Brian be my small forward. Technically, my point forward or whatever. I'm gonna go Brian. I'm gonna go Giannis. And I'm going B. I mean, uh, Jokic. Jokic? Go Yo. Jokic. So, yeah, that, that'll be my fight. I need, I want, uh, you know, I know people like Clay Thompson, you know, but Clay a shooter, man. I, 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 I feel like you got a guy like that on the court, you know, just to shoot. Like, I don't need him really do nothing else but be a 3 and D guy. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still rocking with him. Yeah, that'd be the five I'll probably take it to the court with me. That's a hard five. That is a hard ass five. That's a hard five, though, yeah. <clears throat> I guess I'll go one more. Uh you line up, you cook whoever is guarding you as a receiver. You're a receiver. You cook whoever playing corner. Who do you want throwing you the ball that you know for sure you're gonna catch this motherfucker in stride? <clears throat> Who I want throwing question. me the ball? That's that's a good question because I love Brady, but I, don't, I ain't gonna you know he's he's the goat to me. You know that's 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 the guy that made me love football, Brady. Uh, but uh, I don't know, catch it in stride. I mean, got a strong strong arm. Uh, it's gonna be nasty. I'm gonna say Vic. Okay. Mm. Mike Vic. <laughs> I'm gonna say Mike Vic. Vic used to lay that boy out there. Yeah, Vic had that cannon. <laughs> he had a cannon, man. <laughs> that dog he, had he a cannon. Him and Deshaun Jackson hands, bro. <laughs> I, fuck, I fuck with that. That's 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 solid right there. That's that's truly solid. Yeah, Vic, Vic oh. with that flick, that way off the run with a flick, like, dude, did you even cock back? What's going on? Just throwing it like that off 60 yards? Hell no, nah, my man was looking at the flick of the wrist before the song even yeah. came out. Like, man, the, the flick was incredible. Yeah, uh, give me Vic, man. I wish he could have played in this time. He would have been, I think, a Hall of Famer if he'd have played today's year, you know, that uh, MVP. Been- Imagine yeah. if you'd have him and him and Lamar playing at the same time. Oh man, talking about scary. I would just talking about see that this. matchup. I don't even care if it's a playoff matchup, regular season, preseason. I'm watching that. I'm trying to go to that game. I don't give a fuck who they. I'm, I'm 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 trying to see you gonna have more rushing yards. You know, because it's gonna be crazy. <laughs> that game is gonna be crazy. How many? Who gonna snatch the most ankles? Man, Vic was one of them. Vic was definitely one of them. I think Lamar faster. I think Vic more elusive, bro. hundred percent. I definitely think the, Vic got Vic is definitely more elusive. I I'll give in a straight line, straight line speed, I might give the edge to Lamar, but Vic was still fast as shit though. Oh man, swift. But but he that elusiveness swift. though, that boy, man, Vic was probably as elusive as a running back. Like that type of vision, you can't you can't make that, you can't coach that. Hell no. You really can't. You you can't teach it. You can't do nothing but just be born with it. Literally, hey, look, you you either born that. with it. We know what time it is. Like scary. Look, 
But you know, you know who you know, and just like you know, there's another one we 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 don't talk about as much anymore when he first came into the league with Deshaun too, though. Oh yeah, hey, that Cincinnati game, boy, that spin between them two, them two players, and he made him collide. I was like, wait a minute, hold on, Deshaun, Deshaun, the end of the chat. <laughs> you talking about you talking about Watson, right, Deshaun Watson? Yeah. Oh yeah, no doubt. He he had wheels for sure. Kyler got wheels. Kyler Murray got wheels. Like, hey, look, I tell turn them jets Kyler, on. Kyler run like that badass little toddler on a full bag of Skittles. <laughs> yeah, that's, it. <laughs> like, that's that little badass kid. You know, you, you get him oh, fresh crap. out of the bath, trying to put you him back on him, and running around the whole fucking house, and you just chasing him like, get your little ass over here. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how that's how Kyler run. He run with his hands down. Like, I'm like, how does this man scoot like that? Yeah, dude got some wheels on him, man. He hey, definitely man. got some wheels. Hey. Russell Wilson got some wheels on him when he wants to. Like you know, early runs. He used to take off. Russ would take off on him. Russ was nasty. So man. Nah, man, I'm I'm definitely a football guy too, man. Like I, I love the game for sure. Like so. I'm planning on making some appearances on In the Huddle. Come mess with my boy Mel. Come mess with y'all, you know. You know, Mel, Mel spicy. You always welcome the inside the huddle, man. We all you, ain't nothing but a good time over there. El spicy oh, boy, yeah. all right. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's, I, I call him picante meal. Picante. Green lid. Hey, called him mild. Speaking of that, now that we're talking about inside the huddle, make sure I catch inside the huddle on Friday at four. Is it four o'clock? Yeah. Yeah, four o'clock on Friday. Also tomorrow, Zamar didn't get to pop up tonight, so I'm going to make sure and say it. PVT tomorrow, eight fifteen Central Time. So make sure y'all keep on tuning in to From the Sidelines all week. We're gonna keep y'all locked in. Make sure y'all stay tuning in on Mondays. Catch the homie Boo up on Basket to Basket, doing what he do best. Make sure y'all keep it going. Like I told y'all, and I'm gonna tell y'all every single episode. We here, and we ain't going nowhere. And to quote the great Deion Sanders, we coming. Thanks. Make sure you heard what I said. Make sure, hey, goat, you listening? Chop that up. We putting that on the TikTok, all right? We coming. Thanks. All right. Oh. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another phenomenal Gentleman's Lounge. This has been the From the Sidelines Chronicles. This is Chapter 4, introducing and bringing the world to who the man Boo-Op is. Sir, any last words from you? Man, I, I'm, I appreciate you guys, you know, taking the time out, asking me some great questions and, you know, just getting to know me a little bit better, man, and, and introduce me to the world, like you said. So no doubt that another side of, you know, of me to the world, you know, everybody know me for the the the, the, the takes and, the you know, the, the the comedy or whatnot. But, yeah, I appreciate being able to come on this uh, platform and uh, just open up a little bit more about myself and who I am. So I appreciate that. And now, nah, man, you already know, man, like I say, y'all see me Monday. That's my line. <laughs> <laughs> talking about DJ Michael B last words. Uh, boo appreciate you. I really appreciate you opening up to us. Cause I didn't know how this, how this thing was going to go. So I really appreciate you opening up to us. Cause I don't know how open you would have been with anybody else, but Hey, we family around here. Y'all see the family atmosphere. Y'all keep rocking with us each and every Wednesday, 7.15. I know we started a little late tonight, but hey. And last but not least, happy birthday, my brother. 
I appreciate sir, that. Appreciate that's why it. I had this drink tonight. This drink was a special <laughs> drink for you. I was drinking my good old crown apple one time for the one time because that's who I am. I'm bougie like that. <laughs> said, I'm bougie like that. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with no crown, oh, man. Nothing wrong with that crown. Ain't nothing wrong with that crown. That's what we do. So, as you know, as the title says, I am the CEO of Hoochie Daddies Incorporated because it is our season. So if you ain't out there rocking the three to five inch inseam shorts, you're fucking up. Do better. That's Say all again. I got. That's just what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, we are.